Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Hi, I'm your host, Jack McLean, and today my guest is Steve Moore, the Strength and Conditioning Coordinator at Carlton Football Club. During our most recent live collaborative event, Steve's topic of choice was a full-time approach in a part-time program. Highlights from this bite-sized episode. What does it mean to have a full-time approach in a part-time program? How often do semi-professional athletes need to be practicing training each week for optimal development? Current challenges managing a part-time program and common misconceptions athletes or coaches may have. Before we start this episode, for those coaches wanting to learn how to create an online successful coaching business and make an impact in elite sport, then our Coaches Academy is for you. You get access to our step-by-step roadmap to launching your own online coaching business, extensive training library and exclusive discounts and tools. You'll also become part of our active and supportive community filled with strength and conditioning coaches from all over the world who can help you along your journey with practical feedback, support, and advice. All of this and more make our academy the number one place for a strength and conditioning coach wanting to start, manage, and grow a successful coaching business. To join today, head to academypairlikeapro.com.au. Let's get into today's episode with Steve Moore. Hope you enjoy. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for jumping on, mate. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for having me on. Um, as Mitch said before, it's been a great night so far. Looking forward to you wrapping it up for us, mate. Let's get straight into into your topic. Uh, what does it mean to have a full-time approach in a part-time program? Yeah, so essentially, I mean, what we're looking to achieve here is is the ideal. Um, and I think like in the AFLW world, in its current current status, whilst we would love it to be full-time, um, we're, we're dealing with a, with a part-time approach. Um, and essentially what we're looking to do is to take um, everything that I suppose you'd get out of a full-time elite sport environment um, and then sort of filter through um, all the stuff and, and take a bit of a holistic approach and filter through the fluff, um, I suppose, and, and apply that to that part-time approach as best you can. I mean, obviously, time constraints are the biggest the biggest staff limiting factor in, the, in that regard, but I think what we do um, or what we look to do a fair bit is try to look for windows of opportunities and, and Geordie's spoken about it tonight already and, and so has Ben about where, where can we actually, um, I suppose, microdose some of this work and get little bits of work in over the week. So it takes the pressure off um, other nights or those training sessions or it might be a lifting session um, at a certain stage. So where can you look at those little windows of opportunity to take what you need and, and um, really get some good quality work in um, at the same time? And on that note, like for if you're leading a meeting for all those, uh, whether they work in sport or, or not, but you, if you're facilitating the meeting, um, how important is it to prepare uh, what you want to cover in the meeting and then how important is it to make sure that what comes up in that meeting is then action? Yeah, I think like anything, it just comes back down to that, that time management and, and making sure that um, in, in a meeting sense where you're, where you're going to be dealing with multiple different, um, I suppose, key stakeholders in that, in that instance and, and each person's obviously going to try and pinch as much time as they can um, and, and just getting your, your key points across and, and a bit of education to different areas on, on why um, your time is important and why you should be allocated that certain amount of time is, is really important. But I think 
from a from a holistic and a whole program point of view, making sure that um, having your schedule set so that you know when you are going to get your time. Now we all know working in sport that that um, coaches and professionals don't stick to those timelines very well, and the nights blow out pretty quickly, and um, things don't go to plan. But at least if we know we can plan. Um, as best we can going into those sessions and we can sort of scale back if we need to, if, if things push over time or whatever it may be. And, and from a, from the athlete's perspective um, that maybe they're not in the semi-professional program yet, but they're working hard to, to get in there. How, how often do you think they should be training? I know it's a really broad question, but what should their, um, let's say they've got two footy sessions a week and then game day as their sort of week at the moment, how much extra work, craft and and in the weights room on the field do you think they should be doing? Yeah, I think, as you said, it is quite broad from that regard. I mean, it can be um, – it's, it's going to depend on a lot of different things and whether particularly in, in I suppose, um, development pathways and things like that, if they are offering strength and conditioning as a part of the program or do they need to go and outsource that. So, I mean, suggestions along that lines, I mean, as long as they're probably looking to get at least one to two good quality sessions in um, and then the length of those sessions can be determined on um, the program that they're in and, and the time that they may have available and the, and the rest of the factors that go on outside of their life from a school or university or work, whatever that may be, um, and trying to work things in. So I think coming back to that scheduling point of view, as I spoke about before, um, if we can get those at least probably two quality strength sessions in a week um, and then really look at, I suppose, it's probably almost a reverse engineering what the training sessions look like themselves. So if you can reverse engineer um, and, and almost pick, pick apart, okay, what aren't I getting from that program or that, that time at the club, um, and then look to try and find other um, avenues throughout the week to, to um, tick off those factors. Awesome. Uh, thank, thanks, mate. That's, that's great. And then for those two gym sessions, um, typically what should someone be focusing more on on strength, is it more speed-based stuff? Uh, how, what's the upper body, lower body split, uh, let's say, for a 16-year-old developing female footballer? Yeah, again, I think um, you're probably trying to cover all those things if you can. Um, and, again, time is, is going to be the biggest factor, um, whether you do have the time in the week outside of trainings and everything like that to, to be able to fit it all in. But if you're getting at least, as Mitch was sort of saying before, from a speed and agility and, and an on-field perspective from a movement capacity side of things, if you're really trying to focus in on one particular aspect and, and sort of hitting that um, for a period of time before moving on to the next one and then blending that in like you would in your normal strength program and, and filtering it down from the top um, into your main sort of core lifts for the session and then um, depending on what the athlete particularly needs, filtering that out with a little bit more accessory work um, in one session, but if, if you're getting an aspect of that, um, that speed or that athletic development component um, from your club, you may put more time and effort into your strength and conditioning um, or your strength and power stuff away from, away from the club by, by working in a private sector facility or hiring a coach. Hey there, hope you're enjoying this episode with Steve Moore. We're just going to take a quick break to hear a snippet from our interview with Andrew Russell, the high-performance manager of the Carlton Football Club. For coaches listening, staff listening, let's say an athlete, like you said, Sam Mitchell would mess you every day, asking questions. Would you text him straight back? Would you say, let's catch up for a coffee? Or, and then, then, then in there, you'd be asking the questions? Or is it just a bit of a back and forth, no matter what the format, in person, over a text? You, you're asking them questions on that topic. Let's say, Sam's like, I really want to work on my, improving my sleep quality. 
yeah, it could be a lot of the time it's a, it might be a text to get started with and then it's a mate come in and see me this afternoon, let's follow up on it. I'll let's follow up first thing tomorrow morning. So face-to-face is always better. Yeah. I don't like doing it on the phone as much. So even if I do it on the phone, I might just start the conversation on the phone and then say, let's do it tomorrow. Let's catch up and go through it because it's much more powerful. Because, again, I want to see their body language. I want to get a feel for their facial for their facial features. Are they into this? Are they not? I could be telling them something and then they're just not with me. And so then I can mm. say, mate, I know you've asked me for this a bit of advice, but for whatever reason, you seem to be off on another page. Let's do it tomorrow. Are you worried about anything? Are you not listening? Are you not understanding? So it's not just about the tell. It's, it's, it's talking to them and actually getting a level of understanding. To hear more from Andrew Russell, make sure to scroll to episode 42 at the end of this bite-sized episode with Steve Moore. Now back to the rest of this episode. Hope you enjoy. And for the strength and conditioning coaches that are listening in to the podcast or, or maybe live as well, um, take us through your role, mate, because it sounds like there's a, there's a fair bit going on and, and football certainly has changed over the last few years now. Uh, it seems like you're involved with, with the men's program and women's program. Is that right? Yeah, so it's a little bit... Um, yeah, it's a little bit messy. There's a bit, bit going on. There's, uh, it's a bit all-encompassing in a way. So, but, I mean, the variety is what I enjoy within that role. So um, from then the AFLW component, I'm looking after, the, I suppose, the strength and power components and um, I suppose a lot of the stuff that Mitch has just spoken about before. Um, big shoes to fill since, he, since he's moved on. So um, pretty stressful times there. Um, yeah, helping out with the men's program um, sort of two to three days a week when I can and then looking after the Carlton College sport um, program. Uh, sort of my role's quite seasonal, so sort of one program will run and then it will finish and then something else will pick up and then the other one will drop off. So it, it's it's good from a time management point of view. I don't sort of have too many clashes, which is which is nice. But the variety's good. Yeah. get exposure to, you know, um, all different types of athletes at all different types of levels. And um, for a coach, it's a great way to develop and learn and, um, yeah, sort of build on build on that. Yeah, Ben mentioned it, um, that there is rumours that the, the season is changing it, and it's um, the the release date uh, for the next sort of four to five weeks. But uh, effectively, we can see where footy's going. It's going to be all year round now, uh, where it'll be in the papers. Um, so f- for your role, h- how do you manage um, that prospect where there's not really an off season? I guess. Um, it, yeah, it's a tough one, and I think like we're all sort of sitting here waiting and um, patiently waiting for for a potential start date and things like that. But um, yeah, exactly, we're running out of time. So, um, but I mean, it, it's kind of it's one of those things. Like in previous years, the off season is too long, so I think you can get kind of lost in that in that situation where you you probably. Like you've got all these ideas and you have too much time to be able to put things in place and um, you're trying to find that right balance between giving the athletes a break and then also bringing them back refreshed but still get that good work in over the off-season. Whereas at mm. the moment, it's it's been quite good. I'm finding our athletes are, are quite motivated and quite um, excited by the season coming up. Like they've, they've had their little three to four-week break where we've sort of said, look, you're going away from doing your structured work and um, going – go on a holiday, go do something different, exercise for leisure sort of thing, um, and then be able to come back in, um, let's say, sort of end of June or wherever we may be starting and work sort of back a month from there and start to provide a little bit more structure as we build in. So I think that factor that I spoke about previously in regards to the burnout um, factor being 
being present early in the preseason or later in the preseason. Hopefully won't be there this year because I'll be keen to sort of just keep rolling um, since they've had a little bit of a break. Yeah. And what about what are the common misconceptions with the part-time program, do you think, from the athletes or, or coaches' perspective? Yeah, I think, I think uh, I mean, I, I spoke about time as being a bit of a limitation before, but I think time does get used as a bit of a, a cheap, easy option out. Um, I think what you need to do is what you're getting given in regards to your training sessions and the hours within the club, that's, that's what it is. So I think being able to be creative around that and actually get a little bit smarter around it and go work, as I said before, where are these little windows of opportunity? And we spoke about it um, before and I think Geordie touched on it as well, but being able to, we split our, our lifts pre and post training. So they'll do sort of half their gym session pre-training and then they come off the track and therefore there's only, I suppose, their lower body and accessory work to do there. So right there and then, rather than going, oh, we've only got 20 minutes for gym post training, we're doing 20, 25 minutes pre-training as well. All of a sudden, they're getting a 45, 40, 45-minute hit um, two to three times a week um, and being able to build on that. So that's probably one of the things. Um, and I think at the end of the day, like everyone's going to have their reservations, whether it's the strength, uh, sorry, whether it's the, the athletes themselves or the coaches um, on the importance of the gym and, and the athletic development stuff and everything that we do as coaches. Um, again, as it's been a bit of a common theme tonight through the whole presentations has been talking about that education factor, um, being able to sort of go, okay, if we're going to roll something out to these athletes or to within our program, we're educating the people involved on why we're trying to do this or why, it's, why we need that time for it. So, um, yeah, again, we micro-dose that in from an education point of view. It might be a sort of a 10-minute hit of an education thing before the coaches get into their meeting. This is why we're doing this in this strength block or this is why we're doing this um, when we get out onto the ground, whatever it may be. And hopefully over time we've felt that the players have bought into it because they understand it a bit more. Yeah, and then take us through how does that uh, flow? So with the, if the players start in the gym, do they then go into team meeting for a training meeting and then go on the field or have they had that team meeting before gym session and then it's all just bang, 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 all the physical stuff's uh, in a row? Yeah, so we, I think because the players are obviously doing um, quite a, a vast range of things throughout the day. So it impacts on their time that they can get to the club. Some are, you know, um, at university or doing other things where they may be working in the morning, so they're free earlier. They might get in a bit earlier than the other athletes. So they're, they're utilising a good hour and a half um, prior to team meetings kicking off to go and, mm. and do things like strength and um, go get treatment or do anything else that they need to do from a prep point of view. Whereas some other athletes, they may be getting there at quarter past five, 5.30 for a six o'clock start. But we hopefully try and allow enough time and, and talk to those athletes. We talk about, um, you know, being able to offset their days in a way so that um, if they, again, keep coming back to it, but little windows that we can sort of go, all right, where can we get this work in for you that suits your time management so that you don't feel rushed, stressed um, when you arrive at the club and, and therefore go and impact the way they train. Yeah, awesome. Uh, fantastic, mate. Well, thank you so much for, for jumping on the show and, and sharing with us your knowledge and, and expertise. For those that want to get in contact and pick your brain some more, mate, where's the best place to get in contact? Um, a bit like you on Twitter, mate. So I'm not really uh, too seen on there. So, um, that, that's Twitter. That's Twitter. So, um, <laughs> I'll have to create a new app. Yeah, I think Elon, Elon might, might rebrand it now. So um, uh, just Instagram, mate. At, I think I'm at Coach Steve Moore. So, yeah, that's probably the easiest way. And... Um, yeah, 
Fantastic. Awesome. Well, like we uh, like I said earlier, guys, we'll chuck them all in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content, such as a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian of the Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, so I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I yep. often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game changes, yeah, like game game changes whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes. And, you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete. Four. Yeah, yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with Academy member Rama Davies, the strength conditioning coach at the Box Hill Hawks. Welcome Rama to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So. I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And yeah, thanks, um, thanks, Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful. Plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my my question to you was: you spoke a, a, quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat, um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did um, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it yeah certainly yeah has been massive for me now and, and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is is gratitude. I spend a lot of my time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts, doing a, a journal every day just to be to say what I'm grateful for. Sort of three things, and um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to yeah like reset and and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about you know that there is more to life than football or you know it might be whatever. As an SNC coach, you know if something's you having a hard time. Um, it can be massive with just yeah opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm -hmm. I think I was a bit single minded back then and um, you know I thought there was one way of doing things and um, if I kind of didn't have that fear of, you know, asking a silly question or 
fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, like just, yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just, yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review, or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.